0: Thank you for tuning into Can You Talk Mental Health? Today, I'm joined with a very special Miss Keandria Levette. Keandria Levette is an entrepreneur who is 25 years old and the mother to her amazing one-year-old daughter. She is also the CEO of Queen Key Beauty, LLC, Her Grace Hair Collection, Hood Radish, LLC, and Primi Strong, LLC. Although she has had many hardships in her life, she wants to spread awareness of domestic violence as well as teach women how to identify and heal from trauma. Let's give a huge welcome to Miss Keandria LeVette. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for joining us today, Ms. Keandria LeVette. Um, thank you so much for having me as well along um, Can We Talk Mental
1: Health. It's definitely an honor to be a part of your podcast. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you so much. It's our honor to have you. And today, guys, we'll be discussing and raising awareness for domestic violence awareness. And so let's just jump straight into this topic. And so, Key, what does domestic violence awareness mean to you? Um, Domestic
1: violence awareness means to me picking up on the signs and the red flags, not just for yourself, but for someone else, because you may be able to, you know, pinpoint a behavior in someone, which may be fear, And they want to leave and they want to get help, but they don't know how to say it. But you're able to, you know, see it firsthand and help them and save someone else's life. So it's definitely important to be aware of domestic violence on every aspect, whether you just see someone verbally abusing them or physically abusing them. You can always help the more educated that you are.
0: Yeah. And so since you mentioned just red flags or signs and others, are there any signs or red flags that you have become aware of in romantic relationships? Well, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a...
1: Yeah, there it is. Another flag on the flag. The-,
0: um, the, the biggest red flag
1: that I was aware of when it came to my personal experience was definitely the verbal abuse and the temper. You know, not really having much patience. He was definitely a narcissist. He was very angry. He would become upset about the smallest things. And it'll be verbal abuse at first and then it just turned into physical because once i started to like cite the verbal part out he just felt like the words didn't cut deep anymore so it was something more that he had to do to make me feel his wrath mm. so
0: wow and so um just as we discuss more into the topic of domestic violence awareness i do want to trigger warning and then as we just go more into discussing Yuki and then just letting our viewers get to know your story more and more about your journey and your endeavors as an entrepreneur that you are. Um, and so what was the hardest part for you with leaving your abuser?
1: The hardest part for me was definitely the trauma bonding. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, even though that I know I wasn't in the wrong, I just still kind of always feel sorry for him. But also, too, it was fear. Mm-hmm. Because I just felt like, okay, well, when I leave, what is he going to do to me or my loved ones? You know, it's nothing that's going to stop him from showing up or hurting anybody else in his path. Yeah,
0: because he was so used to, like, isolating you. Mm-hmm. And it's
1: just like, I just felt like he he looked at it from the perspective of he didn't have anything to lose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he didn't care who he destroyed in his path.
0: And see, you knew that, so that made you even more weary of what he yes. may do, because if somebody has nothing to lose, they're, they're, like, desperate to do anything. And especially my
1: child, because we have a child together, mm-hmm. and I just felt like, you know, he would always try to use her as a pun to get to me, and I've seen so many, like, stories and new news articles and, you know, things on TV where a parent has actually killed their own child, so. I just feel like it was no depths with him. It was mm-hmm. no ending. It didn't matter as long as he hurt me.
0: Wow. So. That's scary.
1: It is. It definitely is. It's a, it's a fearful reality to live.
0: Yeah. And so just being able to get out of that situation, why do you think that most people will stay or return after leaving?
1: Oh, um, and that goes back to what I said about the verbal abuse, because they will tear you down before they actually you physically mm-hmm. and when I say tear you down it might be things like oh well nobody else will want you mm-hmm. nobody will believe you if you do tell where you're gonna go you know especially if y'all live together then you feel like you gotta pick up the pieces and start all over again you know you gotta find somewhere to live you might have to find a vehicle to drive especially if you got a child like you gotta pack up mm-hmm. and just start fresh so that just kind of make you feel like okay if you do how you gonna live without me so then you just you know You feel like, okay, well, now I got to stay because I don't have it figured out yet. I might not have a certain amount of money to get where I need to be. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: sometimes people stay out of debt. And then, like I said, it's just mainly fear.
0: Yeah. And it it makes it seem like almost like it's easier to stay than to go. Wow. And so with you um, just being able to overcome just experiencing such a traumatic event, how was it transitioning back to your normal life?
1: It definitely has been a struggle because I don't, like, um put myself in situations where I'm around people. Sometimes I don't really, like, interact, especially if, like, guys pursue me mm-hmm. or they want to pursue me. Or even if it's just something that's, like, taking me on a date, I just feel uneasy because it's, like, I was always in danger with him and I was mm-hmm. never safe. That it's just... I don't want to look on my shoulder or put myself in another dangerous situation mm-hmm. and not ref- before I really realize who they are because sometimes true colors don't come, they don't come out immediately. Yeah. You know, a zebra can't even paint over a zebra. You don't see the black and white stripes until you wash off that spray paint. You know, you might not see it right in there because they might put on a facade and I might not know. So it's just like the fear of the unknown of yeah. who they really are. So... I just kind of put myself in the backseat seat when it comes to, you know, opening up and putting myself in a position to be vulnerable with anybody. I just kind of tread lightly.
0: Yeah, because I know it's like, it's always going to be a part of you. So no mm-hmm. matter, it will never be like the life that it was before. Yes. Experiencing something so traumatic. Yes. So just taking time for yourself.
1: Because mm-hmm, even when it comes to like the scars and everything, it's mm-hmm. like, I can't hide it. It's scars that makeup can't cover. Yeah. So then it's, it's things like that, too, that people want to know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't feel like answering. Like You yeah. know, like, well, how did you get that scar? How did you get that cut? Or, oh,
0: my gosh, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just
1: like, now I just feel like I got to put on a T-shirt or a jacket or yeah. just not go outside at all.
0: And being vulnerable and, like, opening up those. Yeah. And then it's something that you don't want to necessarily.
1: Mm-hmm. And then when, especially when it comes to my book, because at the end of the day, he still has a family mm-hmm. you know he's still walking scot-free so it's just like you never really know who's angry either right so that's another reason why i kind of just like spend my own little bubble
0: <laughs> yeah just doing what's best for mm-hmm. you it's definitely understandable of why you would be so concerned and just wishing you the best with overcoming and all your healing yes. and just getting back to you um And so, do you think that there are any stereotypes that are placed on domestic violence victims?
1: Absolutely. Because, honestly, they don't really, like, care about it until something happens. And I hate to say that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, people become another statistic. And it's just, like, it's it's disheartening because sometimes people can speak out and they just feel like, well, why are you speaking out now? If it been happening, why why didn't you say anything before? Or are you lying? Or... Well, what did you do for them to hit you? So it's like they have so many questions, but don't really care to help you. So then you just find yourself like, okay, well, I'm not going to say anything at all. And then that's when they suffer through the abuse because they don't know who to speak to to get the help from. Yeah. You know, because everybody got opinions. Or everybody want to be judgmental. So I just find yourself back in the shell, yes. get hit every day.
0: And with how people will um, sometimes just be so quick to be accusing of the victim, do you believe that there is a lot of victim blaming with domestic Absolutely. violence? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And especially when there's kids involved. And I hate to say it, but it's a big stereotype where they always feel like, oh, it's just a bitter baby mama. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to be mindful of things like that too because they feel like, oh well uh, you probably just left them that's why you said well they left you that's why you are saying that they don't want to be with you no more and that's not always the case some people are actually really getting beat on every day and they're not bitter they might not even did anything or said anything to so that person that's beating on them they just might be struggling with something internally that, that's causing them to lash out so you could, they mm-hmm. can't just necessarily say oh well you're doing something that's why they hit you yeah
0: like putting it back on the victim, mm-hmm. what they deserve, what's making happening them feel to them. like it's their fault. Yeah, without instead of putting it on the aggressor. Mm-hmm. And we see that too many times, like you mentioned, where it has to be like an extreme case for people to want to take notice to what's yes. going on. And so, do you think that love can be blinding?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because you know, sometimes we know every day we have to work on ourselves, we have to work on our responses. So sometimes they might say something that that comes off a little bit more aggressive. And you just brush it off and be like, oh, that's just how they is." I know I might have an attitude sometimes. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I really, they're, they're actually really violent. They're actually really angry. You know, so it's like sometimes we just see past their flaws mm-hmm. because we love them so much. And then sometimes we can love them more than we love ourselves. And when mm-hmm. I say that, meaning that even if we're been their punching bag and they're cutting us, bruising us, beating on us, we just still find them in our hearts to feel like, okay, but how do they feel? Mm. What do they want? What do they need? Let me still cater to them and make sure they're okay and our reality we're not. So then we start putting them before ourselves and our lives are in danger.
0: Yeah. And still
1: giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Hoping that they'll change because they say that they love us. So yeah. then we're blinded by love because we think that they love us back and our reality not the case.
0: Yeah. It's just a control.
1: Absolutely.
0: Wow. And so, what has been your greatest strength since um, now becoming an advocate and ultimately a survivor of domestic violence?
1: I would definitely say the greatest strength for me is helping somebody else mm-hmm. and giving them the strength and motivation and the courage that they need to leave. And because I was fortunate enough to still have my life and my daughter's, I just want to be an advocate for somebody else, you know, that don't know. How to leave, or they've broken them down so much mentally with their words that they feel like uh, again nobody will want them, or they can't get help if they leave. You know, I want to be the one to say, okay, well, I made it out, so can you? Mm -hmm. And I'll definitely say my freedom as well. You know, being able to come to to a house with peace and raise my child, and not being in such a toxic and hostile environment where. I'm looking up my shoulder every day. I feel like I'm running for my life every day. I can't sleep. I can't eat because I don't know if he might wake me up out of my sleep and jump on me. You know, just things of that nature. So definitely my freedom. Yeah.
0: It's
1: a blessing. Getting back to
0: that. Yes. And I know that you mentioned like being an advocate as well. Um, I know that we have males that also experience domestic abuse, but it's usually underreported. And so, what is your opinion on that statistic of the lack of males reporting being in domestic violence? Oh,
1: it's sad because, you know, nine times out of ten, when a man says, Oh, a woman hit them or they're in a domestic violence relationship, people laugh at them and they kind of humiliate at them like, Oh, you're a man, you're big. How are you going to let a woman hit you? They're smaller than you. So mm-hmm. then they feel embarrassed and they feel ashamed and they don't report it. But by them not reporting it, they also don't get the help that they need, you know, going to like counseling or therapy or, you know, just speaking out as far as getting legal help. So then sometimes it can turn into they were they were a victim, but now they're doing it to someone else because they now think that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And they just repeat that same cycle. And then now they're putting their hands on a woman It's reversed and they end up, you know, eventually end up getting in trouble.
0: Yeah, just from not getting help themselves. Yes, just because they're a man. It doesn't make it. It doesn't
1: matter if you're a man or a woman. It can happen to anybody. Right. No matter how small, how big you are, it can happen to anyone. So they should never feel ashamed of all my men. So I'm not going to tell anybody she hit me mm-hmm. or he hit me. It's not okay. Yeah, it's not. For anyone to be anyone.
0: Right. Especially someone that says that they love you no matter, you know, yes. whatever gender Orientation, it's not right, and that's
1: why I said about verbal abuse too. Because again, if they're using their words to actually hurt you, then they don't care about you know actually harming you mm-hmm. because it's still a form of hurt. Mm-hmm. If they can get you up to a place mentally where they're constantly tearing you down and they want, to, they want you to feel their wrath and they want you to feel as low as you can go, it's still a form of abuse, yeah, mentally.
0: Yeah, mental abuse. And it can turn into emotional abuse as well. Yes. Uh, and so just how you mentioned about um you being an author now, um, as well as an advocate, can you tell uh can you talk mental health viewers just a little bit about your book, Broken but not bound?
1: Yes, I can. So my book is like she said, it's broken but not bound. It's never too late to heal and reveal. And it basically means that even if they broke you even if you feel like it was the lowest that you can ever go in life, that don't mean that you have to stay in that place. You know, like, even if you walk out of that relationship with no clothes on your back, no shoes on your feet, no money, you still don't have to stay. You don't have to be bound to the abuse. You know, it's, it's okay. It's life on the other side. And like I said, it's, it's never too late to heal and reveal. There is someone out there that actually loves you, respects you, values you and would never put you in a position to harm you in, in any kind of way, whether it's mentally or physically. That's it's beautiful the life on the other side.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. And so that was just how you felt was it healing for you writing your book? Being it able was.
1: to it was so therapeutic. Like when I literally typed the last sentence, it was just like I just let out a sigh of relief as if I birthed a baby. And I just felt so Overly joyed because I just knew that it would give someone else strength. Mm -hmm. Because, for instance, let's just say they go in the grocery store and they see my book, and they might be in an abusive relationship, and they might read that book, and their significant other might not even know what they're reading, they might not pay attention, they might not even care what they're doing in their free time, but they might just pick up that book and read it and be like, you know what? I'm not staying here another day, Mm -hmm. I'm leaving. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping and praying that that book does. Cause I'm speaking for the ones that's in the grave as well, mm-hmm. whose soul is in that peace. Because, you know, someone took their life because of domestic violence or their child or whatever. So it's like I want to be the one to save lives mm-hmm. and prevent anyone else from dying because it's not, it's not necessary. Yeah,
0: because
1: you can't control anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you gotta do that to someone, just believe if you gotta do all that to try to make them love you, just walk away. Yeah,
0: because
1: you shouldn't want anyone to love you that much where they harming you.
0: Right.
1: It's never okay. The
0: psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. 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 And if
1: they're fighting their own demons, let them fight their own demons. They better go <laughs> seek some type of help. That's not your battle to fight. Yeah. You can't stay around and let them be, you know, beating on you because they're battling with something internally.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: on them. Mm-hmm
0: and using you like the scapegoat yep. in the process. Well, that's incredible and super inspiring to want to you. take your story and what you've experienced and to be that representative for other people. And so everyone listening, y'all go check out your book. Where can we find your book at?
1: Um, it's on Amazon. You can get it as a paperback copy or ebook. And again, it is Broken But Not Bound. It's Never Too Late to Heal and Rebuild. Um, you can type in the title of the book or you can search my name, Keandre Levesque. It's also located in Sandersville at Malone Street Books and as well as Dublin, Georgia and Olive Branch Bookstore.
0: Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on your, all you. your success. Um, and it's been such a joy just sitting here talking with you, very uh, inspirational. And so is there anything that you would want to leave with the viewers today?
1: Definitely. I just want to leave y'all with it doesn't end. And it doesn't stop until you end it. Because their next time can very well be their last time. You know, they might can hit a person the wrong way and accidentally kill them. Mm. Or they may intentionally do it. You never know. But don't play Russian roulette with your life and keep gambling on that chance of love because they don't love you. And they're not going to stop because if if they say they love you and they hit you or abuse you in any kind of way, they don't care. Mm -hmm. Because if they love you enough, they'll never want to see you hurt. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not anything that has anything to do with them, they will never give you a reason to make you cry. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, just put you in a place of discomfort. So, again, that next time can be that last time. Just don't give them a chance to do it next time. Mm -hmm. Leave, get help, walk away, don't look back. I don't care how much they try to love on you. I don't care how many gifts they shower you with, how much they tell you they love you, how much they say they're going to change, unless whatever spiritual belief or you know I'm a Christian, I believe in God. Less, for me, I feel like if God don't change them, they're not gonna change, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And if they don't take the necessary steps, necessary steps themselves to go to light counseling, mm-hmm. it's not going, they're not gonna change. They're just gonna change victim. So don't mm-hmm. make them, don't let them make you feel like. Well, you know, I stayed and I built all of this and he's just going to give it to someone else. It's okay because at the end of the day, 9 out of 10, they're going to do it to them as well. So don't make them get you to a place where you feel so low like, okay, but if I walk away, am I ever going to find love? And what if they go find somebody else and love them and do right by them? It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's someone for everybody. Don't stay around for the what ifs because it's not worth it. Yeah.
0: And that's powerful that, like you said, they'll just find the next victim. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, absolutely. But don't don't let them take your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Because at
1: the end of the day, if they do, whether they you know get caught and get locked up or not, their life is still gonna go on. So don't let them stop yours. Yeah. It's never worth it.
0: And somebody has to be willing to want to change. You can't absolutely. do that for them.
1: And you got to love yourself enough to walk away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At the end of the day, it was a life before them, and it's going to be a life after them. Yeah. Love yourself, because y'all are all beautiful people, and y'all are all love. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a support group with someone that loves you. It doesn't always have to come from a place of a spouse or a significant other. Self-love is the best love. Yeah. I
0: know it can be hard to on that journey back to yourself.
1: And yes. But it's worth
0: it. Yeah. Um, At least
1: you can continue the journey and still be alive. Yeah. And don't give
0: up on yourself. Yep. Yeah. Let somebody take that from you.
1: Don't. Don't ever let anybody try to ruin your beauty. Whether it's a scar, cut, bruise, black eye. Or, again, even just your mental state. I don't care how many times they tell you or oh, nobody else will want you. They saw something and they want you. So, mm-hmm. just know that someone else will, too. Yeah. But it'll be the right person.
0: Right, that'll treat you how you deserve. Yes. And you don't got to question it. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you are so pretty. Okay, (laughs) well, this was such a great conversation today with you, Keith. And so thank you again so much for joining us today here on Can You Talk Mental Health?
1: I Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I just hope and pray that this podcast will bless someone and save someone else's life.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And thank you so much to Can You Talk Mental Health viewers for sitting with me and Ms. Keandria Levette. And as always, I hope that you guys find clarity in knowing that you are not alone in your unseen battles. Thank you so much for tuning into Can You Talk Mental Health. Can I talk to you soon?